Eric Roberts is a fucking man He's the greatest fucking actor since acting began We should give him every medal, every trophy and award He's the greatest fucking actor that you've ever seen or ever heard It's a dark and stormy night. It's episode number 84 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man, the world's most bone-chilling Eric Roberts-related podcast. I'm Doug Tilly, and joining me as usual is the godfather of gore, Liam O'Donnell. How are you doing today, Liam? Ooh, it's ghost, Liam. Liam. Are, <laughs> Liam, are you having some sort of episode on this uh, on this episode of Eric Roberts is the I mean, man? I've, I've basically had a stroke on every episode of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. I'm just quick with the mute button, so... Usually get it beforehand, but no, uh, I was, you know, I was going to, I was going to do a ghost character. That's what I was going to do. I was going to nail, nail a ghost character. And, uh, yeah, I just don't have the energy for it. Honestly, I can't that, admit that per, who has the energy in 2018, the year of our Lord, uh, Liam, this is the beginning of October. And during the month of October, Eric Roberts is the fucking man is going to be featuring all horror and horror adjacent movies isn't that interesting and fun that's so interesting and also fun right because you you know this is something that i don't know if all of our listeners know but liam you're a fan of horror as a genre and also i i am also a fan of horror as well i would assume they know i think a lot of people know about no budget nightmares uh your horror podcast not exclusively horror that, yeah but come on it's, yeah. You guys do a lot of horror on there. That's yeah, hey, I, I didn't. I, I'm not knocking what you just said. I'm just saying it's not an exclusively a horror podcast. But you're right; it does lean very heavily on horror. And I, I do have an exclusively uh, horror podcast uh, called Horror Business uh, that I hope people will check out and not hate too much. Yeah, see, so we're going to be featuring a lot of horror, but we're going to try to keep it light. And in the uh, the spirit of that, we have in this episode, we're going to be featuring a movie that's both horror mm. and light, Liam. And we're going to have so much fun. Is talking it is about it light though? Is mm. it is it light? Uh-huh. It felt uh, pretty heavy to me, if you know what I'm saying, huh? Huh? Pretty heavy. Well, it was heavy. It's heavy because it's hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Liam, what do you like most about Halloween? Um, that's a good question. I think, if I'm really honest, what I like most is not something that has anything to do with Halloween, which is just I like scary stuff, but I like scary stuff not during Halloween. Like if they did haunted hayrides and, you know, like everything around you, I don't know what it's like around you, but around me, every building that looks even a little bit scary has scary stuff in it, like professional scary stuff. If they did that all year, I would go all year, but they only do it around Halloween. So I do it around Halloween. Liam, I have a little theory and we're going to get into this with our guests in just a moment as well. But the thing about Halloween is that it's supposed to be a scary, you know, spooky time. Sure. To mm-hmm, to kind of because the rest of the year is not for most people generally spooky and scary. I mean, you might have spooky, scary moments, but all year is supposed to be not like that. And then Halloween is the time where it is like that. However, I find that in 2018 and in recent years, it's kind of spooky and scary 
all the time. And I'm going to pitch the idea that Halloween right now, this year, should actually be about having a relaxing spa day. I like that, a relaxing spa day. You could do a Halloween spa day if you could work in some very fall-specific spa items, like maybe an apple soak or a uh, pumpkin spice rub for your Mm -hmm. feet. I've been at spas at this time of year. You could get a pumpkin spice rub for your feet already. So I feel like this transition will be very easy to make. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. All right, all right. Shut up. Today's returning guest is a renowned podcaster, writer, and actor. You can find him on the Splat House and Sov Pod podcast. It's Mike Delaney. How you doing today, Mike? Oh, I'm doing so great. Thanks for having me back, guys. Mike, should we abolish Halloween? I well, I I like the spa idea. All right, Uh, and I I don't know if I'd put pumpkin spice on my feet. I don't know if that's Mm. uh, I I don't even know if I'd put pumpkin spice in my mouth. But that's a whole other thing that'll get me blocked Mm. on Twitter. But uh, but I do like the spa idea as long as uh, uh, the day ends with either a, a big screen viewing of Death Spa or a mm. David Pryor's Killer Workout. Or maybe we can <laughs> do like a, a double feature of them. David Pryor, rest in peace. Would it be fun, and I'm putting this out to you first, Liam, to receive a massage from a skeleton? <laughs> it would be very spoopy, yes. Yeah, but like that bony hands running all over your body, Liam. Is that is that relaxing? Is it erotic? I just want to hear your opinion. <laughs> yes, it's very erotic. I'm getting very turned on right now thinking about it. Don't mock my idea, Liam. It is a very spooky time. Uh, over to our guest again, Mike. It's so good to have you back on the show. Uh, you have, as you have just notified us before we started recording, uh, you have been... Uh, witness to some of the least impressive Eric Roberts movies on your appearances on the show. Not intentionally. <laughs> those were not chosen to be that. Ca- it just happened to uh, to be uh, that that you have had the un- lack of luck, I should say, to uh, watch some of our least favorite Eric Roberts movies. So I feel, Mike, I feel lucky that this time around you are uh, you have brought to us something that we're all going to enjoy. That is a treat. That is going to celebrate the Halloween spirit. And, you, you, you know, you're so welcome for that because, you know, first and foremost, uh, aside from being a three-time guest, I am a major fan of the show. So in, in between the episodes where I've appeared, it's been fun to hear you guys uh, when, when you're talking about, like, Stalked by My Doctor or you're talking about, uh, you know, whatever Halloween. There was one you did recently where you had to mention uh, After School Special. And then I think you mm. mentioned After School Special – the, the episode after that. So it's nice to be part of uh, the, the history of Eric Roberts is the man. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's a fucking man. I just I just want to reiterate that. The no, show I don't, is called I don't Eric know. Roberts. Well, there's a mm-hmm. piece of tape. Is it a, a duct tape? I, I can't read the word underneath it. So I, I, I don't Roberts endorse that. I don't I endorse that. Eric Roberts <laughs> is the man. I agree. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear you say that. And yes, you were our guest on the after school special episode. And that is a movie that, as we have uh, reiterated several times, it features Eric Roberts in what I would consider uh, a slightly offensive performance. And I get, I know, I hey, look, I know, listeners, I know, what's offensive to one person might not be offensive to another. I'm only speaking about myself and Liam, because Liam has given me express permission to speak for him. Uh, but in our case, it just felt like it was kind of a stereotype, effeminate, 
prancing performance by Eric Roberts in that movie. And it's not something we ever want to experience again from Eric Roberts. So, And, and surely mm-hmm. he never did that again. No, he would have to be out of his mind, I would say. Right? Especially after the browbeating we, we, we gave on that episode of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. So I can safely say 100% we will never see that sort of character from the actor Eric Roberts, who of Wait course... Wait a minute, hold on, Doug. Let me cut... Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's not my place to interrupt you, sir, but I, I... Wait, after school special, though, that's from 2017. What if he had done it before? Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't believe either Liam or myself have a time machine that we could go back and stop Eric Roberts from doing it. So, Mike, banish it from your very mind. Okay. Done. Banished. Mike, what's it like to act? (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's uh, like when I'm doing it. I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, I I have a good time with frequent collaborators like my good buddy Sarah and uh, my favorite director, Edwin Fernando Gonzalez, and we have a great time. And then other times when I'm not doing it, I think that it's, uh, you know, I'm very like bipolar about it. So when I'm not mm. doing it, I think it's like the worst thing and I want to do something else. I want to write or I want to podcast or, but, um, but it's fun when, when I do it, it's fun. It, I mean, it's hard. It's uh, uh, especially when you're making a movie, you know, mm. you have to, you have to be up very late and uh, you get to work, you know, Right after you're done shooting all night, and it's you know it's a it's a lifestyle. My no, answer is wh- acting is a lifestyle. Okay, that, I like that as an answer. But I do have a, a follow up question: Which emotion is the hardest to present as an actor? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, the the hardest I have had is uh, uh, fear. I think it oh. was. Uh, I was in a movie where I had a gun to my head and uh, I, was, I was having a really hard time finding an authentic uh, memory to, to pull up where I can, I can show how scared I, I really was. A proper director like a William Friedkin would have swapped out that prop gun for a real one in order to get the real emotion from you. Mm-hmm. 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 Or like, mm-hmm. uh, like Roman Polanski, he would have slapped me and that yeah. would have, that would have helped like a lot, but Edwin wouldn't do that. He he like relied on me as an actor to figure out what I needed to to do. So actually fuck so, him. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to be critical, but speaking of not being critical, over to you for a second, Liam. Now, Liam, you're an actor as well. Oh, you, you're in have, Creed. Mm, Creed, right? You have a supporting role in uh Creed, and I, I think we're all very excited, uh, listeners of the show, all excited for Creed 2, the trailer, which recently dropped. Liam, how do you get in character? Uh, for when you're in a movie like Creed. <sighs> well, <laughs> oh man, I, I for half a second I was like, I'm just gonna go with this and talk about studying <laughs> other South Philly degenerates and trying to like <laughs> mimic their movements as I sh- I'm sure they watch blood uh-huh. sports and get really stoked and 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 excited about blood sports, but uh. Uh, I'm not gonna blood not sports. Gonna Sorry, I don't want to make fun of how you say blood sports, Liam. But what are you talking about blood sports? You mean like boxing and and mixed martial arts? Sure, sure whatever. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Liam, I, again, I want to get on to the show, but I do want to ask you, Liam, when you are an extra in a big budget Hollywood movie that everyone loves, like Creed, do they give you any instruction? Do they just say go crazy out there? They were like, just keep cheering. Don't stop cheering. Cheer did they, more. Did they pick someone cheering? 
when someone wasn't cheering, did they say, hey, buddy, you better start cheering or we'll replace you? No, 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 no. Really, um, they they kind of ran through it a few times, and everyone seemed like not that stoked. But then Sylvester Stallone came out, uh, and uh, it being Philadelphia, uh, he received a eight minute standing ovation. That eventually <laughs> the the director had to tell everyone to shut the fuck up because they were still freaking out that he was there, and uh, and then after that the excitement was just there, and people just got into it. There's an exciting crowd scene, Liam, in the yeah. movie Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, and it was discovered not too long ago that there's a supporting person, like a an extra in the background, and his dick is out during this <laughs> celebration. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Here? No, I did not know that. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's a guy who's got his dick out in Teen Wolf. And I have to ask you, and I'll, I'll throw the same question over to Mike in a moment. Did you ever uh, think that it might be a good idea to take your own dick out no. while, uh, while filming Creed? No, 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 no. I, I kind of suspected the way the camera was moving that you would actually be able to see me. So yeah. uh, that would be weird. Also, uh, the, the the way they did it with Creed is they kind of figured out which areas look they needed people in for it to look like there was a lot of people. They uh-huh. did not have as many people as it looks like in that scene. Uh-huh. So with that f- actually few people, someone would have mm-hmm. definitely noticed my dick. Okay, that's actually. I mean, thank you for elaborating on that, Mike. You are an actor. Uh-huh. Have you ever, have you ever on uh, film or video ever had to take your dick out? No, um, no, <laughs> no. I know. I always, uh, especially with films, I always get cast as like the uh, like the sexless loser. But I am mm-hmm. starting. I am starting to think now that I would just like to switch it up. I'm going to write myself a role where it's just maybe it's just like all dick all the time. Like yeah. I can't. Like, I can't put my dick in my pants, you know? How about, how about this as a concept? Mm-hmm. Hapless loser who fucks. Yeah. That, yeah! That, that's a title, sir. <laughs> it's a movie for the year 2018, yes, for sure. Is. Yeah. So, but do you, I mean... My character's name is Brett. Okay. Yeah. Look, this is coming together in such a concrete way, I feel like it has to exist at some point. Okay, I need to move on from the dick talk. We might return no, wait, to hold it. Hold just... on, real quick. Oh, okay, quick. yes, please, okay. All right. But one time we re, uh, we did a, uh, a filmed remake of The Sadist, the, the Archal Jr. movie, and uh-huh. we did this dance sequence. And at the end of the dance sequence – oh, it's to uh, uh, Jet Boy, Jet Girl. That, there's kind of like a punky reference for you, Liam. But, uh, but at the end of the dance sequence, the, the guy playing the Archal Jr. role is supposed to pee on my face because I'm the dead teacher, you know? And every time he went to go take his – dick out he, he he was just supposed to look like he's grabbing his dick to, to sure pee. but the the director kept stopping him and he's like i think the director wanted him to do like bigger motions you know like mm-hmm. exaggerate it more so we you, you know you telegraph exactly where you're going and what you're doing and then uh the actor got frustrated and he's like all right the next take i'm just gonna take my dick out and pretend like i'm gonna pee on him and you could cut away you know before it happens and the director's like fine and then the actor does that like he he takes his dick out, and the director just fell backwards, and he did not he did not see the dick coming, and <laughs> it was it was one of my favorite like moments from that particular production. But I, I don't know if that footage exists, but I hope it does because the actor's name was Michael McDonald, and I would love to go to yeah, like you porn or like Pornhub and post Michael McDonald's penis. I think we would get like <laughs> two million hits day one. Well, for more penis talk, we have to move over to The Roberts Report. 
It's the Roberts Report for episode number 84 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. And as per usual, we start with a deep dive on the man himself's Twitter feed. You can follow Eric Roberts on Twitter, and I think you should, over at Eric Roberts, all one word. Back on September 20th, Liam, the day before my birthday, September 20th, Eric Roberts tweeted. Well, first it started with a retweet where he says, or I should say, Vicky Abelson says, Using lettuce as a wrap substantially minimizes my caloric intake. Hashtag food porn for hashtag dieters. Eric Roberts adds, Eliza's always said, Take your sandwich out for lunch. And he, uh, help- <laughs> <laughs> he helpfully adds after this, Out of the bread. She's been saying that since 1966. Get it? X-O-X. So, starting with our guest, Mike Delaney. Mike, um, do you like to take your sandwich out for lunch? <laughs> I, uh, recently, I, I started doing the, uh, like, the less carbs or the no carbs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd go to In-N-Out Hamburger. That's a, it's an establishment in the United States where you could get these things called hamburgers, which are essentially ah. like a, like a, like a grilled beef uh, sandwich, okay? But I like the detail. With, Unnecessary, <laughs> but I like that you're giving it. You could, you could get it without the bread. You call it protein style. You just want the protein. So they wrap it in lettuce, and, and, and that's good. But uh, what, what you're failing to, to say here, though, Douglas, is that the, the picture that accompanies Vicky's uh, tweet, it's that, therein lies the joke, right? Otherwise, it just sounds like she's giving health advice. Which I uh-huh. think Eric Roberts Eric Roberts read it as health advice, but the picture is of a single uh, a single piece of romaine lettuce, and it's got this really dicky looking Cheeto on top of it, right? It is very dicky. That's correct. Yeah. I I there's another issue here that Doug is not addressing. I'm really I'm falling behind here. The other issue is that this is the second time that Eric Roberts has tweeted, retweeted this tweet, and thus making this the second time we've discussed this tweet on this fucking podcast. But, like, there's no acknowledgement that he's tweeted this before. (laughs) This is absolutely correct. Liam, William and I have talked about this very tweet on the podcast before. However, this is not Eric an old tweet from Eric. No. He has somehow found this old joke. <laughs> again. Again. And taken it seriously again. <laughs> and, and tweeted about how proud he is of Eliza coming up with this take your sandwich out for lunch out of the bread idea. He's just recommending that people leave bread in the dust. Go with the old lettuce wrap. Maybe not on, for Cheetos, but for, you know, protein like Mike mentions, <laughs> but he's very enamored with this idea, Liam. Well, he's, he's I, proud of his own lettuce wrap, Eliza, you know? She, yeah. she came up with such a clever little aside. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not be surprised if the first time he tweeted this, like he retweeted this, it was Eliza on his account, and then now what I suspect is like six months later, he now has found it and thought, this is really funny. This is what <laughs> Eliza would say. And then it turns out she did six months ago. But back on September 16th, from at the island, which is the official Celebrity Island Twitter feed, there's a picture of Martin Kemp from the Celebrity Island television show. And the image, it's a little small video, really, but we just have an image we're looking at here. It's him talking about Eric Roberts saying, Eric gets right on my 
and there's a word that has a uh, letter uh, uh, blanked out, but it's the word tits. So he's saying, Eric gets right on my tits. Feels like uh, he's getting a little irritated by Eric Roberts on the Celebrity Island show. And I should mention, we're going to talk about Celebrity Island in just a moment. I have yet to have seen an episode of this show, Liam. However, with my Eric Roberts Google News alerts, I get lots and lots of updates about Eric Roberts on this show. Seems like he's, uh, he's, he's running away with the whole thing, Liam. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's bound to do that because he's, uh-huh. he is a star. Um, but it seems like he might be rubbing people the wrong way. Well, you know what? Sometimes you need a guy like that to keep things interesting. And we might remember from a recent episode of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man. Apparently, the first thing Eric Roberts did on the island, if the article was to be believed, was drink all the emergency water that they had. <laughs> and then insult everybody. <laughs> Including the lead singer of Spando Ballet by not remembering his name after apparently he saved Eric Roberts' life. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to skip ahead to the Daily Mail article I have here. Celebrity Island. This is very exciting. Eric Roberts is pulled off the beach with medical emergency after Montana Brown quits the show. This is from uh, September 25th, this article on the Daily Mail. Um... One of these days, Liam, we're going to have to watch this show. Do you realize that? I mean, we have to watch everything. This is the rest of our lives. I When I first heard about this particular aspect of the show, I did have to send this over to you, Liam. Because here, this is a, again, this is a show that is friendly to all. And I have to say, I think that Eric Roberts might have uh, uh, done a bit of a, a faux pas. On this episode, as we'll as we'll refer to in a moment, uh, something that is not socially acceptable, but also, you know, personally, I find it a little bit uh, unpleasant what he's done here. Sure, definitely. Sure. Well, what what I'm referring to is that one of the contestants on the uh, um, on Celebrity Island is named Paris Lee. Now, I don't know Paris Lee. Uh, apparently, this is a figure that is a little bit more popular in uh, the United Kingdom. So, Paris Lee is transgender. And Eric Roberts, uh, in his infinite curiosity, was asking questions to Paris about whether she had sex reassignment surgery, which uh, Paris found very uh, offensive to be asked that. And, and it is, it is a, it's a question that kind of does cross a lot of boundaries. Wouldn't you agree, Liam? Well, and the article that you have here is a shorter one. In a longer mm-hmm. piece, she had just been explaining how annoyed she was that the first thing people ask her about is her genitalia, sort of suggesting, and I think this is quite fair, that um, if uh, she wasn't trans, then no one would ask her. If if, if they assumed she was a, a cis woman, they wouldn't be like, so tell me about your vagina. You know, like it's right. not – it's not actually good manners to ask anyone about their genitalia. And so the idea that um, because of so- someone being trans that therefore we all have a right to know what's going on down there is like really awful. And then I guess Eric wasn't there for that particular speech because then that's when he decided to ask about what was going on down there. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there was some time in history when that wasn't inappropriate to ask. But mm. it seems pretty clear to most normal people now, to me, that, like, maybe keep the genitalia questions to yourself. I mean, maybe if they were, like, intimate, that might be a good time to ask about it. But um, no one even likes Eric on this show, let alone wants him in- inquiring about the <laughs> state of their, you know, uh, down belows. So I'm looking at another article here from the Mirror, 
And I'm just going to read from it briefly because I want to hear Mike's response to this. Hollywood actor and Julia Roberts' big brother Eric tells the camera that he wasn't aware that Paris was transgender. And he later offends her by asking, did you go the whole nine yards and have the operation? She snapped back telling him, see, that's an invasive question, isn't it? Buy me a steak first. We can have this conversation if you tell me the exact size and shape of your genitals. And that then led <laughs> to Eric Roberts describing his penis on this <sighs> reality television show. I-, I quote, I was told I have what they call a Dutchman's dick. Average length bud can. Mike, we're back to the penis talk here on Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Um, Dutchman's dick. Average length bud can. I feel like this is a level of intimacy uh, when it comes to Eric Roberts' genitalia that we haven't seen before on the show. And as a longtime listener of the show, I'm sure you're aware of this. Yeah. So what do you think about this? What do you think about this here conversation that Eric Roberts is having on Celebrity Island? Well, I mean, the should uh, all right. For, I mean, first uh-huh. of all, first of all, your your junk doesn't equal your gender, and Eric should fucking know that. And he's. Yep. I mean, He's obviously on the internet enough to to keep up with this. All right. So he said a, he said average length, and he said bud can for the for the girth for the width. Yeah, I guess I guess he has a uh, a, a thick member. What what is the average penis size, by the way? Excellent question, Liam. Uh, between five and a half and six inches, depending on which country they've done the survey. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, here a, a quick Google search. I'm not going to hit images uh, until after the show, but a, a quick Google search says it's 5.16 inches. So you think of five inches, and then you think of a bud can. So it's basically just a bud can. Is that what he's saying? How tall is a bud can? Says here, what is the height of a bud-like can from Yahoo Answers? Very good that uh, we have this uh, resource, the internet. Uh, this person says five inches for a 12 ounce can. You're exactly right, Mike. It's Boom. just a bud can. That's all he has. And then we have to assume that he, cause when you ask a dude about their penis size, they're always going to give you when they're showing, you know, like, or, or when they're growing, excuse me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that means at his best, at his, when the blood has flown down to his nethers, like that's when he gets the bud can, which is, it, it's scary to think that he thinks. All Dutch people have that too, by the way, which is kind of, you know, xenophobic or I, I don't know what's going on. But I'm, I'm I cannot speak for the Dutch. Uh, yeah, no, and nobody should really. Back over to you, Liam. Sure. Describing your genitalia, if you wish, using a comparison point of a drink. What would be the? What's the drink that most closely resembles your genitals? Uh, pina colada. <laughs> also, also getting caught in the rain. Oh my goodness! Uh, same question over to you, Mike. Before we move on, Zima bottle of Zima. Oh, uh, what? Remember that uh, drink? It uh, no longer exists. Just like uh, Zima, uh, it it was a drink that was sort of a uh, sugary liquid with little balls um, suspended oh, in it. Shit. It was called Orbits. Yeah, Orbits. Right. So my penis is an Orbits, Liam. I don't. I, I. It's so tempting uh-huh. to want to parse that with you, but then I just don't even want to get into it. Honestly. Now, listeners of the show might be curious about the headline here, which uh, refers to Eric Roberts being taken off the island. He had a medical emergency related to something getting into his 
I, uh, he was complaining about pain, but he was able to return shortly after that. Michael Flatley, yeah, he's back on this show. Michael Flatley's first foray onto the silver screen set for London debut. In fact, as of the time we're recording this, this has already occurred. His film Blackbird, which we've referred to uh, several times on this show, uh, had its premiere on Friday, September 28th. So just a few days back. Uh, Just going to reiterate the plot here. Blackbird is loosely based on the plot of Casablanca and was both written and directed by the Lord of the Dance Maestro, and it is widely rumored he financed it too. And of course, there's plenty of talent on screen, including Eric Roberts as the villain. I have to say, the closer we get to the release of Blackbird, the more curious I am about it. You know, I I do... It is obviously both a passion project and also a very self-indulgent project for Mr. Michael Flatley, but... Those can pay dividends, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, And I have to say, I'm very curious. I can't wait to check it out. Mike, I know that you probably have been keeping very close uh, eye, eyes, I should say, on the the release of this film. Um, Are you curious to check out Blackbird? I'm so curious to check it out. The the first day that they released uh, the poster, it was over the summer. It looks like Uh a... uh, It looks like a like a bad Doug Lyman, Tom Cruise movie, like spy movie <laughs> poster, you know, like, like the DTV version of that. But, but under produced, it said Roger Moore. Right. Oh, so, so I was thinking like, Oh, is the late great Roger Moore. Like, like was this something that he's posthumously like uh, producing, you know, was he working on it that long? But no, there's another Roger Moore. So, Oh, it's a different Roger Moore. Uh, it's a different Roger Moore. There's someone else in the producers guild with I don't. Yeah, but all, all the same, I definitely want to see the Lord of the Dance go uh, go toe to toe with uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah, and we will get to see that in Blackbird pretty soon. I'm just looking this up, Liam. He's absolutely right. This Roger Moore is a different Roger Moore. The one that uh, produced Blackbird, he only has one other credit as a key grip on a movie called A Caribbean Dream, Liam. <laughs> Eric Roberts wasn't in that one, though. No, he wasn't. It was he though. Let me double check. Uh, no. He. This apparently. This appears to be something. A beautiful reimagining of Shakespeare's magical fairy tale, A Midsummer Night's Dream, set in modern day. Liam. Woo. Recently added to the ever-expanding Eric Roberts IMDb page is the upcoming film Brutality from director Demetrius Navarro, best known as an actor who appeared in the classic Ice Cube comedy Friday, as well as the TV show ER. He also has six directorial efforts currently in various stages of production on the Internet Movie Database. Liam, he's a very busy gentleman. I have not been able to track down a plot summary for Brutality, but uh, uh, the uh, IMDb profile says Eric Roberts plays a character named Earl. Mike Delaney, over to you. Very exciting. It is very exciting. Now, brutality. I have a, a, a an impression that this is some sort of action movie, or maybe, <laughs> or you know, something along those lines. I always like to see Eric Roberts return to the field of action, even if, of course, we're featuring uh, um, spooky movies in the month mm-hmm. of October. Uh, speaking of action, Mike Delaney. Yeah. What's the action movie that you've watched in the last, let's say? Three years that has most impressed you? Uh, oh, last three years? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to say. My legit answer would be uh, Mad Max Fury Road. 
Uh-huh. That's what yeah. I was trying to, to that's what I was expecting to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. But I said three years, and that came out in 2015. Yeah, it, it, it's 2018. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, let me say three years. 16, 17, 18. Three years. <laughs> no, it's it's 15 to 16 is one year. 16 to 17 is two years. 17 to 18 is three years. Yeah, it's 2018. Three years. I don't follow. <laughs> Liam, what's the best uh, action movie you ever made? Ever made? Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How the fuck am I supposed to answer that? I don't know that I can You like martial that. arts movies, Liam. That's true. I mean, I... I I was the whole time I was stalling, actually trying to come up with a good answer, and I'm torn between something along the lines of like a, uh, uh, ooh, I think I want to say Super Cop Two. Oh, I was going to say Police Story. Mm. Uh, So here's the thing: I always get the, uh, you know, they mix the names for the U.S. release and the original, so I'm always confused which one, which is the one where the guy falls or or the bus stops and the dudes fly out of the top of the bus. That's the first. That's the first Police Story. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I also also like um, what's the one where he slides down the side of the glass building, and there's also the ladder oh. fight in it. Uh, first strike. Yeah, is that right? I don't. I with, can't remember if that's skis with the snow. Yeah, that that's the one with that. I was thought Mister Nice Guy was the one with the ladder, but he's done so ladder gag a bunch of times. That's like the Food Network one where he's like yeah. a. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. that one's really good too. Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx? Are you thinking so, of? No, like, it's definitely not Rumble in the Bronx. I remember Rumble in the Bronx really well because that was the first Jackie Chan movie I ever saw, and I saw it in the theater, and right. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it kind of changed my life. So I can't decide if it's something like a Jackie Chan or if it's something like, um, not as exciting in some ways, but more engaging in other ways, which is like a Die Hard or something. You know, like like something sure. where. Um, not all the action is actually that amazing, but the story kind of wraps me up a little bit more than some of the other things. I don't know. I'm torn. Liam, Liam, Liam. Yeah. yeah. Has it been three years since Mad Max Fury Road came out? I thought, I, I don't understand how you're measuring time, Doug. That's what I'm confused about. Am I, am I getting this wrong? I feel like that movie came out, you know, during the summer of 2015. It did. It's now, it, that it would did. be three years ago. Yeah. yeah three years ago. So what, so what <laughs> is going what on said. here? You said three, within three years. Yeah. Yeah, in the last three years. That came out right before the last three years. No, 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 no. <laughs> last year, last year was the summer of 2017. The year before that, which would be two years ago, was the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. Three years ago would be the summer of 2015. All right. Here's yeah. what I'm going to do. That's I'm the gonna find out. we're talking about. All right. I'm going to tell. Oh, boy. He's making fun of you, Liam. Uh, the release date of Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. May 7th, 2015 was its premiere. So you're saying it's a few months too old to count for this random, arbitrary shit you just made up. Yes. I am oh saying my God. that, oh sir. Oh, my God. Sweet, <laughs> sweet Cheesem Crow. Fine. I'm going to da- double down and say that Green Room is my favorite action movie. It's an oh, action movie. I like that. I had to, I, I had to ask Jeremy Saulnier himself whether Green Room was a horror movie. And he, I believe, if I remember correctly, he said it could be anything that we want it to be. That he, there's no definitive answer to that question. But I think it's a horror movie, Liam. Okay, it's a punk horror movie, Liam. <laughs> I mean, uh, what? Here's a question: mm-hmm. Is is Predator 
a horror movie. Yeah, it's interesting that you asked this question. Now, recently, I was part of a lengthy roundtable episode of the podcast Under the Stairs, where uh, we have been going through each year of the 1980s to try to work out the best horror movie of that decade, or a list of the best horror movies. And within the context of that, uh, both The Terminator and Predator, though they did not make the final top 20, they were both within the discussion and part of the ranking system of those episodes, Liam. So yes, I would say Predator is a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you disagree, Liam. I'm I, I I'm not saying it's... I, I just think... There has to be some acknowledgement that certain movies do not stick to one genre or not. Of course. No one's saying it's only a horror movie. Liam, I'm just saying that there's enough horror elements that I think someone could reasonably describe it as a horrific movie. I think that's fair. I think for my taste, um, if I like let's say I was at a horror marathon mm-hmm. and they had the Predator, I it it I think I would view it as a palate cleanser more than a we're continuing the vibe of this event. Okay. Well, once again, Ter- we Terminator were, we... is way more of a horror movie than Predator. I was. I mean, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, I. Everyone is allowed to have their opinion, and I can say that a number of people had a very strong opinion towards me because I was the one who decided that Terminator should be on that list. That Terminator was not a horror film, but if you watch the final 20 minutes of that, I can't see how you can see that as anything but a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sci-fi action horror movie. Nothing wrong with that. Over to you, Mike, before we take our first break. What's Mm -hmm. the most punk horror movie? Oh, well... The most, mm-hmm. <laughs> the most punk horror movie. Yeah. Uh, I hate uh-huh. to watch that. Well, I want, I wanted to come up with something funny, but then now, I now I have to say it's my favorite action movie of the last three years, which would be Green Room. Oh, <laughs> it is a horror movie. That's good. <laughs> what is no, what is no murder? Well, yes, party. please. Murder party. Murder party is more punk. Far far more indie. Way way cooler to like murder party. That's it is true. Another Solnier classic. I've yet to see his most recent that has been added to Netflix. Liam, what is the most punk horror movie before we take our first break? Return of the Living Dead, obviously. <laughs> what do you think of the soundtrack to that movie, Liam? A lot of people love that soundtrack. I think it's overrated, uh, but I don't I think knew you would. I don't think it's bad. I, there are some <laughs> bangers on it, but I think that. Um, yeah, when I was I was asking recently people about soundtracks, and I got many Return of the Living Dead suggestions. Um, and I just, it's fine. I, I yeah. can't listen to it the same way that I can, uh, listen to the Repo Man soundtrack, uh, or possibly even the Fright Night soundtrack, honestly. Is Repo any, Man a whole, oh, yes. Any movie with Miguel Nunez Jr. that's not Joanna Man is punk as fuck, though. For sure. <laughs> that's a very, very Fair. good point. Very good point. I think it's time for us to take our first break. <laughs> Listeners, it might seem like we've just been, you know, fucking around for the last... 45 minutes or so. And the reason it might sound like that might be because I'm not that interested in talking about our movie this week, (laughs) which is 2013's horror comedy or horror spoof, I should say, Paranormal Movie, directed by Kevin Farley, the brother of the late Chris Farley. But we're going to get into why that is right after our first break, which is coming right now. Oh, darling, now She never had a 
A man long haunted by the paranormal captures on camera the horror and hilarity he and his beautiful girlfriend encounter after moving into a new home. That's Paranormal Movie from the year 2013. As you might expect from that title, it is a spoof of the Paranormal Activity series of horror films, which is a, uh, a semi-found footage-y, usually done with uh, with uh, very static camera angles, done from the perspective of some sort of security camera sometimes. That's how this movie is mostly shot and intermingled with like documentary-style footage of people talking about a haunting that's ongoing. But this is a comedy, and it's directed by Kevin Farley, as I mentioned before. There's also a lot of famous faces uh, that, that appear in this movie as well, including the great William Cat from the movie House, and of course the greatest American hero, uh, who plays sort of a bumbling dude-ish uh, drifter, but also playing himself, uh, who lives in the basement of Kevin Farley's haunted house and apparently has been murdering uh, people, uh, including Mormons. Well, let's get into the plot in just a little bit. First, I want to get both of your takes on this. Usually I would start with the guest, but I'm not going to. I'm going to start with Liam because I feel like you have a overflowing desire, Liam, to tell us about your thoughts on this movie. What did you think of Paranormal Movie? It's, it's, um, it's bad. It's real, it's real bad. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. really, it's really bad. I want to ask you something, Liam, but I need to ask you two quick questions and please just answer very, very, uh, very quickly. Sure. A, A, do you have any affinity at all for the paranormal activity series of movies? None whatsoever. I saw the first one in the theater and then I haven't revisited the series at all. Okay, so the second question is, now a few years back, there was a number of these spoof movies where it would be like a genre, and then the word movie after it, like date movie was one of those, right? And they were, I I wasn't a fan of them, but have you seen any of those, Liam? Nope, this is the only one I've ever seen. Okay, that's, I just wanted to get that as perspective, because I wanted you to compare, if you had seen one of those movies, the quality of this movie to those, but it... Since we already got your feelings, let's go over to Michael, our guest. Mike, your thoughts on this movie that you've chosen for us to watch, Paranormal Movie. What did you think? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It Um, seems to have elicited a lot of laughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because right now I'm feeling as... uh, uh, sadistic as uh, William Cat is as himself in in the film, so I'm um, I'm glad that there was some pain inflicted on Mr. Uh, O'Donnell, um, and that's that's why I was laughing. But generally speaking, the the movie's not good. No, it's it's bad. It's not good. It's not good. It's bad. It's not good. Yeah. This movie was directed by Kevin Farley, as I mentioned before. Also stars Kevin Farley as Larry Fillmore, uh, and it was written by Lisa. Baggett, or Baggett, who uh, also is the writer of a number of, of computer-animated children's movies, including Fishtales, Fishtales 2, Fishtales 3, and a movie called Bible Tales. But uh, despite that, this is a fairly raunchy movie. Um, there is a, um, a lot of sexuality usually based around uh, Kevin Farley farting and burping, and then he has an attractive girlfriend who we get to... Uh, 
other people will talk about wanting to have sex with her and then he wants to have sex with her and a clown has sex with her uh, and some of it might not be consensual. And there's a lot of that sort of thing going on, Liam. And I think that you didn't enjoy that very much. Well, there's a few jokes that I don't like. And some are for moral reasons and some are just because they're bad. So, like, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, when they replace his girlfriend and they're like, oh, she wouldn't sleep with the director. Like, yes. uh, and so they so he killed her off. I'm like, OK, that's really plays well in the last couple of years. I can see. Yeah. By the way. Or the or the whole section with Kevin Sorbo where the only joke seems to be that he murdered his wife and her lover, who was a security guy. That's mm-hmm. played very poorly and that kind of bummed me out but there's also jokes like um any movie where there's a running joke about how bad the movie is yes or how they didn't have enough money to make the movie that's that's not funny that's not a funny hold on I, i take i take exception to that sir except for the return of the killer tomatoes when they run out of money halfway through that movie, and then they start having George Clooney and other actors like do the product placement like as commercials. Sure, okay, I, that's, that's true. Funny. That's funny. That's but, a good one. In this film, there's no concept behind the joke. The entirety of they they haven't even come up with a good gag to do because they are apparently making a bad movie. They just keep making that same joke that this movie I'm watching is bad. That doesn't make it less bad. It makes it more bad, actually. So. This uh, I feel like we're getting a little negative here, and I don't I don't like negativity. We're, remember, Spa Day's coming, so we want to like get all that negativity out. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of this here movie and what we didn't enjoy about it, I want both our guest and my co-host to say something nice, something they enjoyed about this movie, Paranormal Movie. I'm going to start with our guest, Mike. Mike, what did you like about the movie? I loved at the end of the movie when William Cat. Uh, bears his soul to Kevin Farley about why he does the the terrible things that he does to Mormons in his basement. During that scene, when he laid his soul bare, he he made reference to John Milius's Big Wednesday, and that was my favorite part <laughs> that he mentioned Big Wednesday. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, you know what? I like that we're being a little positive here. And you know what? Since we're over to me for a moment, I'm just gonna say it was nice to see William Cat in this, even though the movie is terrible. William Cat, I think, is an underrated actor. It seems like he's having fun here, even if he is playing a very distasteful role. And I'd like to see him get, you know, work where he can can trade on the fact that he's a little more grizzled and interesting looking uh, in his older age. So good on William Cat. Not a bad thing. Something positive. Over to you, Liam. Um, after Kevin Sorbo does his horrifying scene, they then do a... a- like a bunch of cuts of all the various security cameras. Um, And uh, for one of the security shots, there's just a guy who we've seen previously during the uh, not so funny sex scene. He's just sort of in the shot and they just keep cutting back to him looking very uncomfortable. (laughs) And uh, during the security footage part, he's just by the pool. He's just standing by the pool. And it was so incoherent and like, Weird that I actually giggled at that part because I thought they could have they should have run more with this guy. In fact, they really should have just had him in like many other scenes, just there. And they never explain why he's there. That would have been much more funny than any of the, the written jokes. Uh, but unfortunately, right after this, they cut to 
um, the demon in the kitchen complaining in a horrible voice and smashing pans together. Uh, and that took away all of my joy. The person you were just referring to, <laughs> Liam. Mm-hmm. Is that Tom Sizemore you're referring to? Yeah, but he's never he doesn't do it. He's just sort of in the shot. Yes. He's not doing any like that's what I'm saying, is that like he's just sort of standing there for no reason. Yeah. The same no. way that in the sex scene, he's just in the a- sex scene. No a- reason. Absolutely. No, look, believe me, I I agree with you. I just thought it was strange that you didn't mention the fact <laughs> that, <laughs> that it was Tom Sizemore. <laughs> okay, yes, you're right. That's but to me, okay. Okay, I will. Reveal. I also, by the way, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Liam. I also think that his appearance in that particular sex scene portion was a reference to the fact that there is a Tom Sizemore sex tape. Oh, I didn't know there was a Tom Sizemore sex tape. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> correct. Is is that is that not correct, Mike? Uh, Mike Delaney. Oh yeah, no, it's like a Tom Sizemore uh, sex orgy tape. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's the thing, and this is you know revealing a little bit about myself. Um, I didn't find the idea that the joke is that he's Tom Sizemore was not clicking for me because I don't assume that people know who Tom Sizemore is. He was once a very like mainstream actor. He's in Saving Private Ryan and in like one of the central roles, Liam. Uh, enough to be a visual gag just in his existence. Well, at this point in his career, he appears in a lot of movies, often with Eric Roberts. Yeah, so. That's true. You know, so at this point, just him appearing actually is to me, I would agree, is actually pretty amusing. Just him looking uncomfortable, showing up in random shots throughout the movie, never being identified, and apparently playing himself. Right. But, but ultimately, it's a, it's a similar premise to the William Cat joke. Yes, that is true, except with less kind of specific right. uh, attention paid to sure. the fact that this is Tom Sizemore. Yeah, you have to read the end credits to know it's Tom Sizemore. I don't think they. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but it was also to me underused in the sense of like, I I mean you know with William Katz, you know he's walking around making out with a catfish, that's a little bit more of a like a the joke is not just you know what I mean like I, if someone's watching this movie they don't know who William Katz is they're just like here's this old guy making out with a catfish like the <laughs> the the Tom Sizemore bit he's just sort of there. I, I kind of like that. There's something about the randomness of it that I appreciate more than a lot of the like gags in the movie that like someone sat and thought like, oh, this will be funny. And then they weren't funny. Do you mean like the appearance by Jack Goff, uh, played by John Farley, <laughs> the brother of Kevin Farley, as like a security expert? No, no. He plays a uh, he's like he's a demon her- hunter. He's a demon hunter. That's right. And he comes in and is just awful. And and God. makes horrible horrible jokes and mostly sexual jokes, particularly about. Oh, how about that sequence where where we have uh, the great Maria Menounos in this movie, and Kevin Farley pretends he's a demon so he can suggest that she has a three way with him and his wife. <sighs> that scene is like ten percent of the movie. That it's a long, so long. It's like one take too. They just. There's no cut or anything, and they just, oh, it's it's the worst. You're but, right. Um, it is a Brian De Palma esque <laughs> sequence. <laughs> there's, I, I, there's okay. Part of the reason I think that 
not only is this movie terrible, but like something went weird in the editing room is that there's a moment early on in the movie where they reference like that they can't end the movie because it's only like 45 minutes. Something happens <laughs> and they're like, it's only 45 minutes into the movie. And I am thinking, oh shit, 45 minutes. That's great. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more than halfway through this piece of shit. I'm pretty <laughs> stoked. And then I looked at the actual time and it was actually only 29 minutes into the movie. So yeah. I, I was like, is that, are they just saying 45 minutes because they don't care that it's not 45 minutes of the movie? Or is, was this part supposed to be 45 minutes of the movie, but they didn't actually have enough content to get there? No. Cause when the Mormons show up uh, and then uh, Kevin Farley says, I, I don't know. He said something like, Oh, I I don't know anything about missing Mormons. And then the, the lead guy, the lead Mormon kid goes, uh, oh, it, here, it's on page um, 45 of the script or something like that. But he says that, you know, 70 minutes into the movie. So it should it should be like, uh, you know, a minute a page. So no, I, I just think they're just arbitrarily throwing out numbers and they don't give a shit. I was so that was actually of all the awful things in this movie. That was my least favorite part of the movie because I momentarily was like, Oh great, this movie's almost over. But no, it wasn't almost over. <laughs> I do want to mention uh that this movie begins, its opening credits uh feature basically it's a little montage of Kevin Farley um just just shooting everything with his camera to to establish the fact that he loves to to uh, film things with his video camera. And this is uh set to a song, Liam. It is a parody of the offspring song pretty fly for a white guy which was popular i guess it would be in the late 90s early 2000s uh this movie again is from 2013 and this is called pretty spry for a dead guy and that plays liam over this montage at the beginning of the movie which is entirely laugh free i should add uh and and in fact my wife and i were sitting down uh, to watch this movie, she was kind of just doing something in the background, and I just had it on. And the part where Kevin Farley films his wife having a miscarriage and she gets angry at him, uh, my wife made me turn off the movie at that point and watch it on my laptop instead. I was high. My wife just said she was high, <laughs> but she was also very upset about it. With good, it's it, it is actually the the perfect introduction to this movie in a way because it shows. Um, how utterly incapable this director is of understanding tone Um, because while none of it was funny everything leading up to that part was uh, mostly lighthearted though I will argue the part where he's chasing the woman in the alley is kind of fucked up Um, but but at least everything was sort of played uh, you know on, on purpose or no uh, with more of an upbeat and then that moment and i get well this is a horror movie so it's whatever it just doesn't fit and it ends up being jarring and more than not you know what i mean like that mm. next step like oh this joke isn't funny too no this joke isn't fucking funny <laughs> is like it, it, it was it sort of put me in a mode where i was like oh i'm going to hate this i thought i might just not like it but now i know i'm going to hate this okay good to know one of the things that typified those uh, comedies from a few years back, um, movies like Date Movie, is that instead of having jokes in them, they would just reference other movies, and that would be the joke. Sometimes they put two references together, uh, and that would be, you know, that was the style of humor that they were going with. That's not really what we have here. 
This movie wants to be, uh, and this is kind of a, a throwback to our most recent episode with uh, Will Harris. He's writing a book, uh, Will is, about the air, the movie Airplane. Um, and this wants to be a Zucker Brothers type spoof. And in fact, they explicitly say that within the movie itself because Kevin Farley starred in a terrible Zucker Brothers movie called An American Carol. And Robert Hayes from Airplane appears in this movie and they actually say to each other, I starred in a Zucker film. Liam, when that happened, what was your reaction? Um, nothing. Mike, what do you think about Robert Hayes? Well, I, well, obviously I like Robert Hayes in uh, mm-hmm. in the classic Airplane. But it, at that particular moment, because the, the movie obviously didn't hold my attention. Like, I, I, I was watching this fucking thing in, like, three-minute chunks. <laughs> like, I'd watch it for three minutes and then go do something with my life and watch another three minutes. And, anyway, but at, at that moment, when I saw Robert Hayes, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's right. Uh, Kevin Farley was as the the, the Michael Moore, you That's know, right. type character in, in in American Carol or whatever it's called. But uh, I started thinking about those early Zucker spoofs, in particularly uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, or you know mm-hmm. the, the work they did with Kentucky Fried Theater. But how how they would take a big concept like uh you know like the Bruce Lee movie with Fistful of Yen. Mm-hmm. And yes. they, they wouldn't they wouldn't just put in their scenes. Yeah, exactly. To, to your point, they wouldn't just put in scenes from other famous kung fu movies and then make a fart sound like how like Steve O'Derek does it in Kung Pao or whatever. <laughs> but but they would they would just spoof the scene, you know. And with Airplane, they famously took the script for Zero Hour and just like remade it mm-hmm. as a uh, as like a really uh, broad spoof. But then then I just started thinking about like how the the spoof movie is now the equivalent of like a bad version of uh, a Weird Al Yankovic song. Like Weird right. Al Yankovic is of course like the best possible, like of those Dr. Demento type guys. Like he's, he's the best possible version you could get to spoof a Green Day song or whatever. But for every one of those, there's 10 million other people that think if you just change the lyrics to uh, under like, the sea, what like, I, what? Like this is you're sorry to interrupt you, but this is my exact point, which yes. is that, that terrible spoof parody of Pretty Fly for a White Guy at the beginning uh, of the movie is the perfect song to to open this because you're right. It's a terrible parody of that other song, which isn't that good to begin with. And this movie is like that. It's a terrible parody, a terrible spoof on a movie that really isn't that great in the first place. But then my brain during that particular scene with Robert Hayes, my brain goes down. I, I start thinking about files from the police squad. And then I think of like the series of naked gun movies. And then I mm-hmm. think how genius it was that they called him naked gun, which itself was a spoof of the nude bomb, which mm-hmm. itself was a movie based on get smart, which was a spoof of like, but, and then I was mm-hmm. just like, but now we end up here and this is what I'm fucking doing. Oh, three minutes is up. I got to go take a shit or something. And then I'll get back to it later. So let's talk about Eric Roberts, the actor. Uh, this podcast is called Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man. We talk about the life and work of actor Eric Roberts. Uh, there's a lot of small appearances by actors within this movie. We mentioned already there's William Catt. There's uh, Kevin Sorbo appears uh, briefly. Um, Fred Stoller, the comedian Fred Stoller, appears actually in, in a scene that I did find to be a little bit amusing. Eric Roberts shows up in this movie, Liam O'Donnell. Um... <laughs> As a character named uh, Dr. Lipschitz. 
And, um, well, I'll let you, Liam, describe what kind of performance is Eric Roberts uh, doing here? Um, Mm -hmm. A southern fried mincing stereotype. He's basically doing a southern spin on the performance he did on After School Special, I would say, Liam. Yeah, he is uh, really uh, exaggerating a certain kind of um, effeminate uh, gay man in theory. Although um, the only direct reference to whether this man is homosexual or not is when he steals a dildo. He steals it. He steals that dildo. Oh, it's so great the way he steals the dildo. He did. That's, uh, a, that's, a, that's, that's the capper. That's the ending joke of the sequence featuring Eric Roberts is that he does steal a dildo, Liam. Um, but it's it's so over the top that you just know that's what he's – you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no choice that says like, no, I'm just playing a very effeminate man. Uh, he's clearly – and that's the thing, right? He's clearly mocking someone and that's the problem is that it's not you know it's not just well this this is who this character is he's he's doing a fucking caricature of uh you know something that it's like why are you doing this right it's just it's so cheap and it's so annoying and i get that it's like a small scene in the movie but it it just really bummed me out well maybe you're taking it too seriously liam Sure. I mean, sure. it's hard to take anything in this movie seriously, so. All right. Well, it's not meant to be, right? It's a spoof. It's a it's spoof. A... They're spoofing it. They're spoofy. They're spoofing all over the place. Over to my guest, Mike Delaney. Mike, Eric Roberts in this movie, what is he doing? <laughs> uh, uh, Liam Liam hit the nail on the head. Uh, he, he is doing just that southern fried uh, kind of mad hatter gay or his his approximation of the gay voice and i don't know at least he had a southern accent uh, doug said something like that at the you know before we started recording but god damn man like yeah it was rough but the the, the roughest part the, the grossest part to me maybe the most offensive was the i didn't understand how the drool when he falls asleep during kevin farley's like flashback i didn't understand how the drool went down his mouth at that specific angle, given how his head was resting on on the back of the couch. I just think that's, that's just lazy filmmaking. It, it just looks like, I, I'm not going to say it. All right. Oh, oh, my word. Anyway, oof. Well, Dr. Lipschitz, who Eric Roberts is playing in this movie, is a psychic. He only appears in one sequence, where obviously he made a strong impression on both our guest and my co-host today. Um, and so... Aside from the fact that he's playing an offensive mincing stereotype that made me just want to break my television because it's so goddamn terrible, what did we think of Eric Roberts' performance in Paranormal Movie from the year 2013? Starting with my guest, Mike. Mike, what was his performance like? Uh, I I didn't like the performance. And I think uh, more offensively, I think he was directed wrong. Because in the in the middle of that sequence, Kevin Farley starts to give, uh, you know, he starts flashing back to how Jake Busey used to like sexually abuse him, except he didn't yes. know he was being sexually abused mm-hmm. by Jake Busey. Uh-huh. And and at some point, Eric Roberts goes, "Oh, it's a flashback." 
Do you, don't you want to turn around the camera? Turn, yes. the, turn the camera, mm-hmm. put it on you. But I thought it would have been funnier if the camera did that, you know, like you said, Doug, that long De Palma take, and it just stayed <laughs> on the two of them, just listening <laughs> to this, like, terrible fucking narration. And then you get to, like, watch them fall asleep or something, because then it would have at least been a joke. Because mm-hmm. what it cuts to is not a joke. It's like Jake Busey like making young Kevin Farley like do jumping jacks naked or something like that. And I yeah, but then at the end is that Deep Roy that's inside Jake Busey making Ke- I don't I don't know. Oh boy, you're maybe it so listeners probably are very confused right now. Of course, Deep Roy, who is a little person appears in uh, a lot of Tim Burton movies. He basically plays the demon that is inside the house in this. And there is a suggestion that that demon has been haunting the house and, and uh, I guess, is entering Kevin Farley, uh, his his uh, body, to do terrible deeds ever since he was a little kid. And I guess, yeah, there could be a suggestion that that demon has been, boy, I think we're, we're probably giving this a little bit too much uh, thought. Liam, Eric Roberts, outside of the fact that he's awful in this movie, and this movie is awful... How about his performance? <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad, and um, not only is it bad, and is he directed poorly in that, as Mike pointed out, but he also makes another one of these in-movie jokes. Yes. Like, he literally is just like, just end the movie, and then the credits roll. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Like, no, I don't. Nothing, no. I thought it made you happy, Liam, when you thought the movie might have been over prematurely. <laughs> you know it's not over. They're just fucking with my emotions. <laughs> That's true. Do you guys remember? Because we're all of a certain age. Do you remember when we played Donkey Kong Country back in the, the 90s? And then you beat the beat the main boss at the end and the credits start rolling. And then I he do gets remember. up and then he fucking kills you. Because when you're yeah. a kid, you're just like, I'm done. I did it. And I'll watch it now. But then, but that didn't happen here. They they gave you another fucking hour of that goddamn movie. I guess that does now bring us <laughs> to the very idea, the concept behind this misguided podcast that Liam and I host, which is whether Eric Roberts is a fucking man in the movie Paranormal Movie from the year 2013. Starting with you, Liam, is Eric Roberts the fucking man? No. I mean, that that felt very pointed, uh, very confident. Uh, turning to our guest today, Mike Delaney. Mike, fucking man or no? Wrong. Wow. Some harsh words towards Eric Roberts on this episode of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. And unfortunately, I need to complete the holy trinity at the core of this show. Eric Roberts is not the fucking man in 2013's Paranormal Activity. A wretched Terrible, unfunny movie that nobody should subject themselves to. In fact, everyone involved should be ashamed to some degree or another. Outside of the great William Cat, who deserves, I think, a, a role, a comeback role. Liam, don't you think William Cat get a get a, maybe a, could play an old drunk who uh, wants to reconnect with the um, uh, maybe his daughter or his wife, and you know, uh, and he could show a little bit of his uh, dramatic chops. Yeah, that sounds all right. Before we go to our uh, final break, what is the finest spoof movie? Top Secret. All right. I I love that movie very much, so I like to hear it. Over to you, Mike. Uh Favorite spoof movie. 
it, it depends on how we're defining spoof, but mm-hmm. I would say I would say either uh, Spinal Tap or Blazing Saddles. Mm. I think those, Ooh, those I might both. have to go with Spinal Tap. Actually, I wasn't. No changing that. answers, Liam. Oh, but it is so no, good. Sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> but yes, all of those are very worthy movies, and even though. I should dock Mike points for choosing two instead of the single movie I asked him to do. Those are all movies that you, the listener, can go out and uh, rent or buy uh, rather than checking out Paranormal Movie, which sucks ass and uh, is not good and is uh, and everyone involved is, is a bad person. Right, Liam? Yep. So we're going to take our final break. When we return, uh, we're going to uh, do a little plugging and say goodnight. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. You know it's kinda hard just to get along today Our subject isn't cool but he fakes it anyway He may not have a clue and he may not have style But everything he lacks, well he makes up in denial So don't think fake, play us straight You know he really doesn't get it And that was episode number 84 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Uh, I want to give a massive thanks to returning three-time guest, Mike Delaney. He's uh, He's been our unluckiest guest with a lot of the films that he's had to watch here. But he, he faces them with a smile and good cheer. And Mike is one of my favorite podcasters and personalities that are out there. I love having him on the show. And Mike, I love the work that you do out in the world. Why don't you share that with our audience? Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I have a couple, or I have a few podcasts now. Uh, so Splat House I've talked about before, but since then I started uh, the Sov Pod or T H E S O V P O D, and that that itself, Doug, is kind of a, a spoof podcast of uh, of movie podcasts out there. But mm-hmm. we just watch a we watch a shot on video uh, film from the '80s or '90s, and uh, we discuss it in kind of like a morning zoo style, um, kind of like this show in that we we talk about almost everything except. Uh, <laughs> the except the, the the premise, which you know Eric Roberts or you know shot on video. Uh, but the other thing I want to say, because I would be remiss if, if I didn't say so, but people should go out and watch like I'm gonna get you sucker. That would be a good one. I want to plug oh, I'm gonna yes. get you sucker. There's a good Kino Blu-ray of that. And I would also like to plug uh, MacGruber. MacGruber is a good oh, yes. uh, spoof movie. And if you don't have that in your Blu-ray collection, you could probably get it for five bucks at Dollar General if you're in the, the States. But um, my other show is on F This Movie, and it's called How Do You Not Know? And it's about uh, romantic comedies tangentially related to 2010's uh, James L. Brooks film, uh, How Do You Know? Aha. And you're also a movie star, Mike. Oh, yeah, that's true. Tell us about that. <laughs> uh, um, I, have a, I have a movie coming out very soon It's called uh, Medius Res I'm sure I mentioned it uh, On the, the last time 
I was here, but now it's all done. I think uh, Doug and Liam have have both seen it at least, so they can say that I'm uh, I'm not being a fibber uh, and that it exists. And we'll have it streaming soon enough, and we'll share all those links around when everything's uh, set to go. I have seen this movie. I only have one complaint, Mike. No Eric Roberts in it. I actually emailed uh, him and his people like years ago, trying to get him to play the the husband of Sarah Quakendall. And then we just, we ended up just cutting out that part. We had the the person we hired for it. uh, We couldn't end up affording because, you know, we made the whole movie for like five grand, but the, the person that we ended up getting was Mark Bordchart from American movie. Mm -hmm. And then he, he, he didn't want to fly out here. He wanted us to fly there and, we, we couldn't figure out how to make it work within the budget. So, so that's it. One of those classic stories. So moving from one movie star to another movie star, Liam O'Donnell, the star of the movie Creed, a uh, sequel coming out soon, which I'm sure we're all very excited about. Liam, you're very busy. I know you're very busy in your personal life and your professional life, but there's also lots of exciting things going on with your work on Cinepunks and whatnot. Tell us all about it. Well, I mean, the most exciting thing is actually all the work you've been doing, Doug, what? to improve our website and make it look really awesome. Um, of course, there's other things, you know, new episodes, new articles going up, and it is October or will be October soon. So um, in October, we try to do all Halloween related uh, content on the site somewhat successfully i think I, I don't know we might have some gaps but we're trying to publish something every day so that's all very exciting but none of it is as exciting as the new site uh and the new design that you've been working on so diligently from your cave in canada and well, i really appreciate that here's the thing liam recently i've decided that i'm going to start writing some material for your website cinepunks.com at cinepunks.com uh and because the site that I had put together before was garbage, I didn't want my great writing to be on a garbage site. So I had to turn your site into a good site so my good writing could be on it. Well, and I know that. It really is just a piece of shit. And I just – who I don't know who I got to design that totally awful, No, I just referred shitty, to it. I, I just said it, Liam. I made a bad site for you <laughs> because it was – But now that, you're, all your now bad that you're on it, it's got to be awesome. Yeah. Exactly. 100% correct. Liam O'Donnell, who can be found on Twitter at Liam Rules, all one word. <laughs> um, yeah, don't follow me, though. That's crazy. And listen to your Cinepunks podcast, which I've never been invited on. <laughs> you know, I guess that's true. You really have it. And um, I think <laughs> it's just because technically for C- Cinepunks, not horror business, but for Cinepunks, we've we've still never done a Skype conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, that is an insurmountable fucking uh, problem for you to work through uh, to, for a guy who yeah, just Yeah, I don't know how the fucking website. internet works, all right? I barely yeah. make it work for this thing that we're on. <laughs> Le- yes, let me reiterate, that's also a problem that we're going to have to deal with, young man. Sure. <laughs> Liam, Cinepunks.com, check it out. Very worthwhile. Uh, you can find me, Doug Tilly, over on Twitter, at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L. E Y. You can find out more about Eric Roberts is the fucking man over at ericrobertsistheman.com or on Twitter at E-R-I-T-F-M or you can search Eric Roberts is the man on Facebook. You can also check out my other podcast, No Budget Nightmares, which features uh, a lot of low-budget and micro-budget cinema over at nobudgetpodcast.com or on Twitter at nobudgetpodcast. And uh, you can also find that on Facebook. Just do a search for No Budget Nightmares on Facebook. 
Facebook. But with that said, I think we've said all there is to say about the modern classic paranormal movie. I want to give another big old massive thanks to Mike Delaney, our guest, and my co-host Liam O'Donnell, who is really unappreciative of me, but I appreciate him very, very much. (laughs) We're going to close up the Eric Roberts bag for another week. We'll be back very soon with another Eric Roberts classic. Good night, everybody. Yay, good night. Right. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. If there's anything that you can do, Eric Roberts fucking can.